This is Jack Bauer, and you're listening to the Who's Your Daddy Godcast. 2018, the year of suddenly, immediately, and holy ghost fire. This is the award-winning podcast from a history with God Ministries Godcast Network featuring Frank and Christina Sasso. Visit us online at ahistorywithgod.org for articles, links, prophetic words, prayer requests, and other awesome resources. Now, without any further ado, let's welcome the host of this broadcast, Christina Sasso. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Who's Your Daddy Godcast. This is Christina. I am so happy to be with you today. I'm going to be doing a podcast today that I have been sitting on, well, not literally, for months, since May 13th. And I've just been procrastinating, and I am so happy now to be finally getting this out of my system. Um, but I just want to welcome everybody who's new to the podcast. Hello, everybody out there and people who have been faithful lis- listeners. I'm so happy to have you listening to us and um, just to share the good news of what Jesus has done for us. It's just always amazing. So today's message is basically, I am the righteousness of God. You're like, oh, we've heard this before. We know what you're going to say, but maybe you don't. So let's see. All right, we're going to start with Matthew 5, and we're going to be in verse 11. So let me just read that for you. It's, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you and falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me rejoice and be glad because great is your reward in heaven for in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you okay so i rejoice and i'm glad when people insult me persecute me remember persecution is not sickness poverty that's not persecution all right that's the enemy trying to, you know, make you think that that's what you deserve or something. Persecution comes from people. Persecution is when people maybe lie about you or they're not happy with your message, the message of the good news of Jesus Christ, and they lie about you behind your back or they say evil things against you because of Jesus. That's persecution. And the reason why you rejoice and are glad is because if you're being persecuted in that in in what I just described to you, if you're being persecuted like that, then you must be doing something right. You're saying something that somebody's offended. And if you're not offending somebody, you're not preaching the gospel of grace. I mean, that's what Paul said. He goes, if I'm not offending you, then I'm not doing my job. Grace is so good. It's a grace that offends. And religious people get offended by that. And we're going to go through that right now. Okay, so I'm rejoicing and glad because great is my reward in heaven. For in the same way, they persecuted the prophets before me. And they persecuted Jesus. The religious hated Jesus because he was preaching grace. Okay, Jesus fulfilled the law. Now, I know, I know you've heard us say this before, but I just... 
I love hearing it because I sometimes have to keep hearing it. It's like, yes, it's finished. We couldn't do it. I can't do it. You can't do it. And we still can't do it. It's already been done. It's been taken care of. There was only one man that could fulfill the law, and that was Jesus. So Matthew 5, 17. Do not think that I have come. This is Jesus speaking. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth disappear, not the smallest letter, nor the least stroke of a pen will by any means disappear from the law until everything is accomplished. Therefore, anyone who sets aside one of the least of these commands and teaches others accordingly will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever practices and teaches these commands will be called the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you that unless your righteousness surpasses that of the, the Pharisees and the teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Whoa! Now you read that and on first read through, if you read that and you go, oh man, if I don't surpass the righteousness of the Pharisees, I'm not going to even enter the kingdom of heaven. All right, let's, let's back up. All right, so let's go to Matthew 17. Jesus says very clearly there, he did not come to abolish the law. Jesus didn't come to get rid of the law. He came to fulfill the law once and for all. all, all for all time. It doesn't have to be fulfilled again and again and again and again. It was finished. Okay, let's move on to uh, verse 18. The law still stands. So the law hasn't been abolished. The law still stands. It has been fulfilled, but it still stands. But it only applies. Oh, here it is. It only applies to those who do not accept Jesus's finished work. Okay, so if you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior and you accept everything that he did and everything he accomplished and you put a period at the end of it, it is finished, just like he said at the cross, then the law does not apply to you because Jesus fulfilled it for you. However, if you don't receive that free gift, if you don't accept that finished work, then the bad news is all the rules and all the letter of the law still apply to you. Verse 19, therefore, if you are living by the law, that means if you have not accepted Jesus' finished work and you're not living by grace, you must live by every command, even the smallest letter. And if you teach others they can ignore any command. Then you will be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. So you see how the meaning and the perception changes of that verse. Jesus isn't saying that we are going to be called the least in the kingdom. He's saying the religious that are still under the law and are teaching others to live under the law and are teaching others, well, you don't have to do animal sacrifices anymore. Well, you know, divorce is okay. 
if you go through, you know, these channels. But wait a minute, you're under the law. You're not allowed to ignore any letter of the law. If you're living that way, not receiving the grace of God, and you're teaching others that they can do that, then and only then will you be called the least in the kingdom of heaven. But if you practice and teach these commands, which we cannot do in our own power, we will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. Oh, but we got to practice these commands. Well, let's continue on to 20. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees and other teachers of the law, you will certainly not enter the kingdom of heaven. Oh, but, but you just said I couldn't fulfill the law. I couldn't do all the commands. That's right, you can't. But listen to what Jesus is saying here. For I tell you, unless your righteousness surpasses that of the Pharisees. Who are the Pharisees? They're the religious. They're the ones that he was always battling against. The teachers of the law. Of course you have to surpass their righteousness because their righteousness is based in the law. They, can't, they couldn't even fulfill it. So he's telling you, you have to surpass their righteousness because their righteousness is their own righteousness. Jesus was speaking to the religious. He's speaking to the Pharisees, the Sadducees, the teachers of the law. He's trying to make a point here to them. They refused to accept Jesus as Messiah and they refused to believe that Jesus came to fulfill the law. Another thing they kept doing was bending the rules. They kept bending the rules so that the law could be doable by man. The whole point of the law was to show man that he couldn't do it. It was a futile effort. It was to show man his need for a savior. So if the religious people of the time kept making the law doable by man, then of course it was self-righteousness. Jesus wanted people to know the harshness of the law, the impossibility of man fulfilling even the smallest command by our own works, by our own performance. By the way, that's what a performance spirit is. Trying to fulfill the commandments by your own doing. That's a performance spirit. Not singing well and dancing well and doing praise and worship well. That's not a performance spirit. Okay, just a side note. I think in verse 20, which I just read to you, Jesus was giving a pointed dig to the religious of his time. On face value, it could read, wow, unless I'm more holy than the holy men, I won't enter the kingdom of heaven. But I think Jesus meant, do I see these self-righteous, self-proclaimed experts and leaders of the law? You won't, and they are not, getting into the kingdom with their quote-unquote fulfillment and quote-unquote works. Or performance of the law. They're missing it. They're missing out on the kingdom of heaven. We need, you and I need a righteousness that surpasses the righteousness of man. The righteousness of man isn't going to cut it. 
You need the righteousness of God through, and Jesus is saying, through me. Through Christ Jesus, not your own righteousness. The righteousness of man is as filthy rags, and literally that means used tampons. Yeah, gross, right? That's how he sees our righteousness. <laughs> Get that visual picture. All right, moving on to Matthew 5, again, 21 to 47. If you continue reading, Jesus lays out the impossibility of fulfilling every tittle of the law, every letter of the law, to its true completion and depth. Murder. He says, you shall not commit murder. It says that in the, in the Ten Commandments. And Jesus takes it a step further. You shall be committing murder if you are angry at your brother or you call them an idiot. It's the same judgment under the law. What? So in God's eyes, you're committing murder under the law if you're angry at your brother or you call him an idiot. You'd say, oh my, oh my Lord, that's impossible. I called a guy an idiot on the road the other day because he cut me off. Yeah, that, it's impossible. Adultery. Jesus said, if you even look at a woman or a man with lust in your heart, you've committed adultery. You've committed the sin and are subject to the punishment under the law of adultery. Jesus isn't saying that you're going to be punished. He's trying to make a point to these right, self-righteous religious people. He's saying, you, you there, you know, who want to throw the stone at the prostitute who you just visited her like 10 minutes ago, you or the one who's just looking at her, you are now under the same sin and are required to get the same punishment. Oh, yes, he's trying to show you how impossible it is to keep the law in our own will, in our own works. Divorce, another one. Making oaths under the law, swearing. Jesus is trying to make a point in verse 48. To be perfect under the law is impossible without Jesus. So here's the good news. We're not under the law anymore because Jesus fulfilled the law. Yay! Hallelujah! Oh my goodness. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. That's why we need grace. So if you are under grace, then you need to jump up and down right now and thank God for that wonderful gift grateful to be under grace and not under the law if however you are still under the law come into the family come into the kingdom of grace where there's freedom and because you have that freedom and because you know how much was paid the price that was paid for that freedom all you want to do is the best you can do in your feeble attempt and you want to serve God and you want to be right with freedom, without condemnation, and without the burden of the law. So say this prayer with me right now. Father God, I see it now. I see it. I want to live under grace. I want to accept Jesus as my Lord. I want to accept him as my Savior. And all the finished work that he accomplished, I want to appropriate it in my life. 
And I want to thank you, Father God. I want to thank you for that gift of your son. And I want to thank you for this transformation in my life, the exchange that is made for my sin and for his grace and his righteousness. That now, Father God, I am the righteousness of God through your son, Jesus Christ. And I am forever grateful from now until eternity. I thank you, Lord, for that. And I am going to live my life as your son, as your daughter, as the righteousness of God in Christ. That is now my new identity. I am a new creation. All things have passed away and new things now. I have been given a new heart of flesh and I thank you Holy Spirit that you enter my heart and you lead me and guide me from this moment forward in Jesus name. Welcome to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Thank you Jesus. We love you. God loves you and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed. Thank you for listening to today's broadcast from the History with God Ministries. This teaching is a powerful ministry tool that you can use to experience the power of God in your life. Thank you again for listening and for helping us reach the world with the love of Jesus. A History with God Ministries. Seeing, hearing, remembering. Until next time, remember, we love you, God loves you, and Jesus is Lord. Stay blessed.